0: Johnson's Afternoon News is on the air. Broadcasting live from the
1: Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Matzik. Debbie Lazick has got your roads. Dr. Ken Harris from 1017 The Truth is with us in the studio as well. Adam Roberts is producing the show this afternoon. All right, some stories that we are tracking this afternoon. It's one big story, actually. This is The Three. three, three at three on wisconsin's afternoon news all right sandy what's the first part of the story
2: we are continuing to learn more about the milwaukee police officer killed in the line of duty early this morning
1: all right we are learning more he's a 37 year old veteran of the force and he has been on the force for only four years dr ken harris is with us i was asking you earlier we don't know more information yet about this officer who gave his life is it unusual for someone to join the force at 33 years of age?
3: No, it is not, because I joined. Okay. No, it's not.
1: You did, right?
3: Oh, absolutely I did. I, I joined at age 33 and came on the department and got run in circles by those youngins. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I hung in there, and I you know, came in and ended up with a 24-year, one month and eight days of a career,
1: So we have information on this officer and we've decided not to report it, including his name and a lot of other detail, while the police department is allowed to notify his family and they can begin to grieve. So when we get more information, we will pass it on to you. What's the second thing, Sandy?
2: We're also learning more about the suspect involved with the shooting.
1: Okay, so this is interesting. It's kind of along the lines of what we've talked about a lot. So the suspect was in court yesterday and he was sentenced for two misdemeanor hit-and-run cases. One was dismissed in a plea agreement, so there was one case left. Maximum six months in jail was the sentence, and Circuit Judge Christopher D. sentenced the bad guy to four months in the House of Correction, but stayed it. That means that he postponed it and just gave him probation, and if he violated the probation and didn't behave, he would have gotten out. And Dr. Ken, it seems like we hear this story all too often in our city.
3: I don't understand from the parade in waukesha to recently where people have gotten out and within hours committed homicides what is the problem with the prosecutor's office i've been saying it for the last six months that the issue is not the police and i know i'm biased but the issue is the prosecutor they seem to not care about the community.
1: Or in this in this case, it was the judge. Yes. And we don't know what the prosecutor recommended, but the judge was the one who gave him probation.
2: And this is another situation where the suspect has been involved in something that has been such a hot topic in this city, at least two hit and runs. Correct. So this should certainly raise a red flag and, and not be somebody that you would give a right. pass to, I would think.
1: All right, what's the third thing in the three of three?
2: This latest death in the line of duty is the fifth in the city of Milwaukee since 2018.
1: All right, indeed. So, Dr. Ken, you're familiar with these. You've been around for all of these. June 2018, Charles Irvine, Chucky Irvine, 23 years old, dies in a crash on Milwaukee's northwest side. A month later, Michael Mahalski shot and killed trying to arrest a man wanted on drug and domestic violence offenses. February 2019, so one day past the four-year anniversary of Matthew Rittner's death, shot and killed while the department's tactical enforcement unit Tries to serve a search warrant, and that same year, Officer Mark Lentz died from injuries suffered in a 2017 incident. And it had been a long time. Yes, it had. Before there had been these four deaths. Yes, it had. Twenty 22 years, years, I think. Is that right?
3: Twenty-two years. 22
1: and then for them all to happen in a two-year span, there was also uh, an officer who was off duty killed uh, driving that home traffic incident
3: more. on 60th and Capitol. Right.
1: How in- tough is it for a department? To, to deal with this, I mean, these are men and women who are continuing to go back to work after being traumatized because they've lost friends and colleagues and partners.
3: There's there's a difference when you go to a homicide scene or a crash scene or a, a death where you see someone who has passed away, and then you leave and you write reports and you go home to your loved ones. But so it's a different thing when the next day you go to work and that squad car seat is 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 empty. The the locker is cleaned out the the space during roll call is no longer there there's a gap in your line and that's tough and on top of that with survivors guilt it can it can weigh heavily on officers
1: Dr. Ken Harris 1017 the truth up next we're joined by Andrew Wagner he is the president of the Milwaukee Police Association they represent the officers and detectives of the Milwaukee Police Department he joins us live up next <laughs> A very tough day for Milwaukee. Police officer killed about one fifteen this morning doing his job. Most of us, fortunately, never have to worry about leaving for work and coming home. Unfortunately, for the fifth time in about five and a half years, a Milwaukee police officer will not be coming home. Andrew Wagner is the president of the Milwaukee Police Association, represents the men and women of the police department. He is with us this afternoon. First off, Andrew, we're so sorry for your loss. Our condolences.
4: Thank you thank you sir
1: thanks for being with us on a very tough day uh, what can you tell us about what happened when the officer lost his life what details do we know about the incident
4: I, I can tell you that the officers were were attempting to take somebody into custody and they were <clears throat> they're doing their job and I believe the officer that lost his life was acting both officers were acting heroically um, especially when presented when the when the suspect uh, pulled out a firearm and and began shooting at them um, and the officer uh, he, even though being shot I believe he continued to act um, to uh, you know to try to save his partner as well and um, unfortunately he succumbed to the injuries that
1: he had. So District 4 is on the north side. The shooting took place on the south side. For those of us that don't understand how things work in the middle of shift, why were the officers from the north side on the south side?
4: I, as, as from what I'm um, being told they were following a lead that they had on a robbery suspect, and that's why they are in the, the Southside District.
2: And
1: what happens next? Can you tell us? We're all kind of been told that there's going to be a profession, procession likely this afternoon. Um, what happens next?
4: So right now, after, um, today he's, uh, the autopsy is being done. As soon as that's uh, finished, I believe it will be sometime uh, this afternoon. There will be a procession from the the, minor Medical Examiner's office over to the funeral home. Um, And then I believe there there also might be a press conference happening this afternoon um, where the family might speak at.
1: And then I remember, unfortunately, from having to cover these in the last few years, although it's been a couple of years, thankfully, that there's an honor guard or somebody that stays with the officer once he's at the funeral home until he's laid to rest. Is that right? Can you tell us about that that part of the procedure?
4: Yeah, that's correct. As, as soon as the officer um, had passed, um, there, there will be there is a member of the police department, usually an honor guard member, that will watch watch uh sorry watch over him until he's uh, he's buried.
1: Boy, I'm sorry that you're that you're having to deal with this.
4: Yeah, so every action that officer takes, there'll be an officer with them to make sure he gets there.
1: So I pulled up at a stoplight this morning. I was on my way into work, and there was a police officer in the, in the car next to me. And I, I found myself not knowing want, what to do, but wanting to do something. I, I wanted to wave, and that didn't seem appropriate. And I wanted to kind of salute, like, here's to you. And that didn't seem like the right thing to do. And so I, I rolled down my window, and then he rolled down his window and I just said, thank you for working today. Thank you for doing what you do. What can men and women most use at this point when they have encounters with the public?
4: Um, right now, you know, we're, we're, we're mourning, obviously um, the families in mourning uh, the, the, his police department family is mourning. And, and we think about the survivors now and, and trying to get them through this, this difficult time. Um, patience. I can ask for a little bit of patience from them, but, the, the thing that you guys are that they do already at these funerals is fantastic. They line the streets, they wave, they show their appreciation. and it, it's unfortunate that it takes an event like this um, for that to happen because the officers that, that, that is so much appreciated to the officers that uh, we wish that would happen on other days besides uh, these you know
1: horrific days. You know, I find myself today sad. And angry, but then kind of in awe and amazed because the men and women, including the one I described at the stoplight, are still going into work, including in the district where this officer worked and had work family and went every single day. Are you trained to compartmentalize? Are you trained to be able to pick up the pieces? I mean, this is incredibly difficult, and they're going back to work today.
4: Yeah, I mean, officers, as soon as the incident happened, officers were taking assignments. You know right afterwards i mean even this morning during the procession from the hospital to uh the medical examiner's office we had officers that were leaving the profession or procession to go take assignments um i i don't know if it's training or much or if it is just the the will of the people that become police officers you become a police officer to help your community and protect them and when someone's in need the police officers want to respond so they feel that it's their duty just to keep going. Um, I don't know if it's something you can train. I think it's just it's just part of the job of being a police officer.
1: Andrew Wagner is president of the Milwaukee Police Association. What sort of resources are available for your men and women that need somebody to talk to or need some help?
4: So we have, uh, we have a, a very good wellness team that the, our department has supported for years now, um, made up of chaplains. Um, psychiatrist. Um, I think we, we even have a, a dog now that the officers can uh, can um, correlate with. Um, so a very good team that's well trained too. That these officers can talk to. Obviously, on days like today, we bring an extra. St- they're bringing in extra staff from the Salvation Army chaplains and other areas to help help out. Also, at the officers' districts, we are able to. We've been. The department has been calling in other officers to come in and work uh, extra shifts. So. The some of the officers that knew him better are able to have a little bit of downtime and and have a grieving process.
1: I can hear the emotion in your voice and it's understandable. These, these are your men. These are your women. These are the members of your department. Is it vacillating back and forth, Andrew, between being sad and being angry and being confused? How would you describe what today's been like?
4: Um, It's um, sad, uh, disheartening that, um, you know, when you get that call at 1 a.m. and you hear that the officer is down, you, you start praying and hoping that a miracle happens. And um, Today it didn't, but that officer uh, sacrificed his life for the protection of his community, and it's our job to make sure that uh, that sacrifice doesn't go unnoticed and that he won't ever be forgotten.
1: Andrew Wagner is the president of the Milwaukee Police Association. I know it's a very difficult day. Andrew, thank you so much for spending some time with us.
4: No problem. Thank you.
1: We're going to get some perspective coming up. We're going to do the news here at the bottom of the hour, and then after that, retired Detective Steve Peterson, who uh, has been through these unfortunately too often, he will join us as well. And we've also got an exclusive interview with former Milwaukee Police Chief Alfonso Morales. We talked about those four line-of-duty deaths that happened in 2018 and 2019. He was at the helm when that happened. Our conversation with Chief Morales coming up about 3.45 at WTMJ. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. So the procession for the Milwaukee police officer killed in the line of duty is scheduled to start about four o'clock maybe a little bit after that from downtown Uh, to the funeral home you will hear that here on wtmj there's likely to be traffic issues as well because of that debbie Lazaga is on top of that steve peterson is a good friend of the show retired waukesha county detective and he is with us this afternoon on a tough day hey steve thanks for making some time for us
0: hi john here we are again
1: i know when you're in an agency, Steve, when this happens, and police officers and sheriff's deputies are some of the best at compartmentalizing of anybody I've ever met in my life, how difficult is it to do just that, to focus on doing a job which is inherently dangerous in an atmosphere which is unpredictable on a day when you've just right. lost somebody?
0: Yeah, it, it is. You know, it's uh, the job is difficult. In its own right, just with the various things that law enforcement officers deal with on a daily basis, and now uh, you know to compound that uh, with uh, the line of duty death of uh, a fellow officer who's out there every day doing the job, it it is tough. Tough. It uh, it's a gut punch. Make no mistake
1: about it. What are your emotions today, Steve? As you sit back and you're not full time into the department anymore, but you right. still work with law enforcement.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's a, that's a great question, John, because when I heard the news early this morning, it it was like the rest of my day is done. You you know, I mean, I've just been kind of sitting around, just kind of staring, reflecting of, of the agony for, you know, our our brother and sister officers. And it's, it's still with me today. Those, those, uh, effects if you will and i'm retired going on 10 years now
1: can i ask you about something that's really pissing me off sure, sure. you are i want you to put on your public information officer hat which you did okay. for many many years mm-hmm. press releases sent out today saying we're not releasing the name of the officer until we notify next to family a good source told me that they were having trouble tracking down a couple members of the family that were close to the officer so the name was not released I know the name of the officer. The Journal Sentinel knows the name of the officer. And one outlet decided to broadcast his name and paste his picture on their Twitter feed and online on their website. And one of my sources is in law enforcement who came back to me and said, we still haven't been able to get in touch with some members of the family. What I I don't understand that. I cannot understand that. I mean, when you ask us not to do that in this case, it's because what are you doing? You're trying to get hold of the family, right?
0: exactly john and and uh you know you you know back in the day when you were a reporter on the TV side of the house and you and I had conversations on this where you knew this information but I said to you look please don't do this right now and I gave you the reasons why um and and you were always and and the majority of the, the i would say the majority of the media in milwaukee was always respectful of that especially in something like this where notifications are are trying to be made because the last thing that you want is someone else finding out about this other than official means and this is the first i'm hearing about this so yeah i would uh, i there are no words
1: steve know, why uh, do we need to be first i, I mean there there are people right. and their families here and you don't even gain anything by putting his name out there. Who cares? It just you, you, it blows me away. You
0: don't. It, it does, and, and it's 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 very you know disappointing, and that's an understatement. Uh, I, I I just don't get it. And uh, perhaps whatever uh, outlet or agency that is, maybe the tough questions need to be asked of them: of what was the driving force that compelled you that you needed to do this until. The Milwaukee Police Department would send out the release and okay, everybody's been notified. Thank you for your assistance in this matter, and here's the information on the opposite. You're right. Hey. I don't get it. Mr.
2: Mr. Peterson, it's Sandy Max with John Mercure here. And as hey, you hi, as you're a retired hey. detective and, and first responder, I still have to imagine this family never leaves you. So, what will the right. next week or two be like for you? Will you be reconnecting with people? Will you? How is this going to be for you the next couple of weeks?
0: Sure. I mean, uh, today uh, I I had probably uh, three phone calls that I can think of right off the top of my head from uh, retired law enforcement officers with the Milwaukee Police Department that I worked with uh, together, you know, back in the day, and we, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, consoled each other and 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 talked about it uh, quite extensively. It is also uh, part of that gut gut punch, if you will. Sandy, is this comes in days with uh, an anniversary of Matt Rittner from Milwaukee Police Department uh, dying, and of course he was with the Tactical Enforcement Unit. I had a lot of background uh, in SWAT operations and uh, and knew all those members and Matt uh on the on the department so it's it's just it it is just really awful
1: steve peterson man you always talk to us on the tough days and you give us good perspective and we appreciate that someday when it's sunshine and rainbows we're going to call you up and talk about that we promise
0: okay i look forward to that john
1: hey steve thanks for being with us it is 344 wtmj Continuing our coverage on the Milwaukee police officer that was shot and killed early this morning, Alfonso Morales is the former chief in the Milwaukee Police Department. And on his watch, he had loss. And I know it wasn't easy. He's the current chief in Fitchburg now. And Sandy and I had the chance to talk to him exclusively earlier today. Chief, I know you're close to a lot of people in the Milwaukee Police Department, and the city is close to your heart. What was your reaction when you heard about today's deadly shooting in Milwaukee?
5: I woke up this morning hearing about the incident and uh, my heart dropped uh, I felt very bad. Uh, and my sincere condolences to, uh, the family of the officer and, uh, the men and women of the Milwaukee police department. Uh, we went 20 years before we had, uh, a few of them. And I was hoping that we could go another 20 years before Milwaukee would have another incident such as this. So it's very, uh, it's uh not a good timing they never are a good timing and i can uh, only imagine now being outside of the city how everybody is feeling and i just wish i could be there with them
1: chief this was the fifth line of duty death since 2018 i spoke to you on this show and off the record many many times in the aftermath of those deaths that were on your watch How tough is it for officers to get back to work today? I was driving in, I saw an officer parked next to me at the stoplight, and I just thought, oh, my gosh, what is this officer dealing with on a day like today?
5: Correct. Uh, As big as the department may seem, uh, there's still the everybody-knows-everybody type feel. And it it hits home. It's uh, uh, hard times because you go through so many emotions from anger to uh, sometimes feel in the sense of uh, uh, helpless or hopelessness, and uh, it's the time that you need to uh, really catch up and and appreciate life around you, appreciate the people around you. I know that uh, the the Milwaukee Police Department, and uh, to say that Milwaukee County, there's a great uh, chaplaincy program, support program for the officers. They're going to need it uh the law enforcement uh, jurisdictions outside of milwaukee i know they're going to be helping the city of milwaukee get through this and uh, again the officers are going to need it they come to work every day uh not knowing what to expect and that sounds like a broken record but until you lived it you realize that uh, when these things happen uh, you never you you they're surprising you don't think it's going to be it's going to be this day you don't think it's going to happen and they do so It takes everybody by surprise, no matter how prepared you are for them.
2: Chief Morales, it is comforting to know that there are chaplains and there are people within the police system for mental health to support officers in these situations, much less the camaraderie. But as a citizen, what can we do to support? Because I remember when Officer Michalski was down, and there was just a wonderful tribute outside the police station with a car and flowers. And all I could do was just kind of wave when I saw an officer. Like, I, I just don't know how to lend support.
5: Well, well, I can tell you during times, and we've had several of them uh, during my time in, in, in Milwaukee, uh, incidents where uh, sometimes the police officers feel that they're not being supported by the community. It's that public interaction and the true feeling of the community being a part of uh, the police and so forth is um, that actual interaction. Uh, it goes a long way. Uh, we talk about reading a, a book by its cover. There's been several public places that I've gone to during these incidents and after where you would not believe the person that approaches you and says, you know, I, I want to thank you for what you do. I want to thank you for your service. Very similar to uh, the men and women who uh, su- uh, protect us uh, in the uh, armed forces, um, to protect our country. It really hits you, it hits your heart to f- know that there's people out there that appreciate it. And this is a time uh, when the officers of Milwaukee are going to need that support again. They're going to need those people to, to, to approach them and let them know uh, that uh, they are, uh, they're cared for and they're respected. We can't sometimes, unfortunately, we can't sometimes expect the media to do that when they're covering national events. But uh, your community can really show you support your local police department by uh, just simply doing that, uh, acknowledging it.
1: It goes a long way. Chief, you have beautiful children. If one of them came to you and said, I want to be a cop in a big city like Milwaukee, how would you feel about that?
5: You know, that's a, a, a hard piece, and I'm going to tell you that uh, I would encourage them to uh, follow their dreams. Um, the problem with law enforcement is many of us leave uh, the profession and tell our children the exact opposite don't do this. Uh, don't do this a career, especially uh, in the current uh, uh, days where uh, oftentimes uh, the police is vilified. Uh, but you need people, you need people that are compassionate. Uh, to, to fill the role of a police officer. You need people that still have that warrior instinct that doesn't people don't wanna hear that piece of it, but you need to be a warrior to do this job. And you also need to care for the community and feel like you are part of something special. And uh, without having the right men and women to join uh, the forces or join uh, the local law enforcement uh, departments, who are you gonna have? It's not about a paycheck, it's about a passion. It's a vocation, and uh, those are the people we have. And if uh, my son or daughter wanted to do that and they were passionate about it, I'd have to allow them and encourage them to do so.
1: Chief, when you hear stories like the one coming out today is that this guy who shot the police officer was in court yesterday, and was allowed to be released back into the community, and 12 hours later, shot and killed one of the brave men sworn to protect us. What's your reaction to that sort of story happening time and time again?
5: It's, uh, it's angering, and uh, I don't want to, at, at, uh, at right now currently when we're discussing the, uh, the death of the officer, I don't want to get off topic and, and, and really uh, say that that officer that passed away that was killed today is a hero. But when we talk about the system, the criminal justice system is not just your police departments or your local police departments or law enforcement agencies. It's the prosecutors. It's the judges. It's the corrections. They all play a role.
2: And Chief Morales, as much as uh, being a police officer and a first responder and a public servant is a job, we certainly heard the emotion in Chief Jeffrey Norman's voice today at the very first press conference saying how heavy his heart was and his emotion I have to imagine that this is a ripple throughout the police community. And are you still in touch with the families of the past fallen officers?
5: We run into each other at certain fundraising events, so I get to see them then. And uh, we we do uh, set some time out to uh, to talk at at these events. Uh, So, yes, we do.
1: Chief Alfonso Morales is the chief in Fitchburg. We respect your time that you put in for our communities. You could have retired a long time ago, and because of that passion, you continue to serve. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, Chief. Thank you very much, uh, John and Sandy, and thank you for having me on the show. Procession scheduled to begin. The procession from the medical examiner's office to the funeral home with the fallen police officer. We will bring that to you. And Milwaukee police, indicating that they will hold a press conference this afternoon. We'll get that to you as well.